off again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words then maybe Evening and all, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. It is the start of a new week and delighted to say, as always, on a Monday night, joined by Borough Mag. Joe, how are you? Evening, my friend. All right. Yep, good to see you, mate. Good to see you. And you. Uh, this this show, dear me, yeah, we started it off a few weeks ago and it's uh, it changes every week. Uh, obviously, the good news is, and, and it is good news, we can finally stop showing the photograph of Botman in a a make out in Newcastle kitten. We can show him actually shaking hands with Dan Ashworth with a kit in his hand. Fantastic, eh? Absolutely wonderful sight. I'm getting a bit worried, Steve. I don't know about you, but um, the, the, when when they said he'd signed and then it was a deal in principle, I was thinking, oh no, what does that mean? You know what I mean? But <laughs> there now we've seen him. I'll I'll sleep tonight. Yeah, it was good, it, and I mean it, it enhances that back four, doesn't it? I mean it's um, you know another great centre half to to go alongside Dan Byrne. Um, you know, to go with Nick Pope and, and obviously Matty Target signing the contract, Trippier, of course, signing in January. Um, you know, we've got a we've got a very solid back four there with a bit of competition in goal now as well. It's looking good, Steve, and uh with the greatest of respect if you if you go back to the starting lineup. And I never took much notice at the time, funnily enough. But if you look at the back four and the goalkeeper that started against West Ham at the beginning of last season, um, completely unrecognizable. Essentially got a team full of internationals now. Um uh, uh, you know, a defense full of internationals. One of the big things this week, though, since Botman's sign is uh, I've noticed, especially on social media, Twitter in particular, is the the debate around is he going to play? Where's he going to play? If he is going to play, who's going to drop out? Is how about to do some crackers with the tactics that have served us so well? So all interesting stuff to look forward to as this month kind of progresses, really. Yeah, and it will progress as well. Uh, I'm sure with with more signings, we've just got to be, you know, bide our time. And um, one of the uh, players that's been linked with Newcastle, of course, is, um, is Ericsson. Um, it looks very much as if he has made his mind up and it looks as if he will be going uh, to Manchester United, which, you know, is is fair enough. And I guess that's uh, what the point that um, Blue Rhythm Boy's making, where he says Ericsson going to Man Newer shows that this project is more attractive to younger, ambitious players and not ones nearing the end who want instant success. Howe has alluded to right ages of players too. And I think Ericsson would have been nice. I think we've all said that it would have been a nice, it would have been a nice addition to the squad, a bit of experience, um, you know, last couple of years, and 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 you know, hopefully, you know, helping build the, the foundations if we want. But clearly, I've discussed it on this program before. Maybe he's chasing the money, Joe, rather than the you know the ambition. It's interesting, Steve, because one of the things we were talking about was about that loyalty and and the loyalty that that kind of Brentford had had, had shown to him um, after his health scare. And um, I think we both last week were talking about the fact that actually, do you know what? It's probably likely he's going to stay where he is. He seems like a decent guy, and then he sells his soul to the worst club in the world. Um, so it's 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 an interesting one. Um, I think from Newcastle's perspective, I'd have had him, Steve. He's an absolutely fantastic footballer. Um, and yes, I understand this thing about looking at the younger end of the market and and trying to think about the future, which I'm sure we'll come on to. Um, but actually, every now and again, there are certain players that become available that you think, do you know what, whether he's 32 or he's 22, you know, he'll do a job for a couple of seasons. And I certainly think Ericsson was that player for us. Um, but hey, you know, we move on. Um, we've been linked to quite a lot of central midfielders this week, I've noticed. And I'm not particularly sure whether it's a, it's a, a position that we actually need to be looking at as a priority. I think there's other areas of the pitch that clearly we need to, we need to uh, to think about. But hey, listen, if he's going to go to Man United, good luck to him. He'll do well, I'm sure. Yeah, Ten Hag got him training back after the incident at the Euro, so there's likely there to be fair. Without training with Ajax, would Brentford have took him? Would have loved him fair at enough. the tune. So that's a very fair point to make, mate. To be mm -hmm. honest, and um, yeah, look, yeah. I personally feel. You know, it, it's um, his loss and, and, and not necessarily our loss. So, you know, let, let's just see how uh, it all develops. The, um, the, the the other disappointment, of course, this week, well, was Akatike. It, it's, you know, I, I think the way that Pete Graves has decided is it's gone dormant, that deal. Um, which doesn't mean it's off, 
certainly doesn't mean it's on. And I mean, obviously, from my perspective, I was thinking that it was it was more off than on last week. But Ben Jacobs, you know, punctured that as well last night by saying he, he felt that the, the deal was dead in the water. But you, you just never know, I guess, with this particular transfer, because I think what a lot of people have alluded to, including Ben last night, was that a lot of this has got uh, more to do with the agent rather than the player. And, you know, maybe he's pushing for a better deal. Maybe he's pushing for a bigger move. Um, but that means that, you know, the player may just be leaving it in the hands of the agent. It mm. might mean that maybe it's before the end of the transfer window, Akatiya could still move to Newcastle. We just don't know, I guess. He's, um, it's an interesting word, Steve, isn't it? Dormant, you know. Uh, you know, it doesn't always have to be black and white, pardon the pun, you know. Um, and maybe what Newcastle have done is said to, to his club, that's how much we'll pay. They've said to the player and the agent, that's how much you're getting and that's how much you're getting. Take it or leave it. You know, we, we'll walk away and we'll get on with our business. Um, it's a risky game because if he is holding out for 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 kind of, you know, you're here, the PSGs and the Barcelonas et al getting touted around. If that's the case, it's a, it's a bold move, Steve, because as far as I'm aware, they aren't putting the money on the table. You know, Newcastle have, allegedly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know... <laughs> If you're willing to listen to your agent and not come and play in front of us lot every Saturday, then, you know, is he the type of guy that we actually want? I know he's only a young lad, so maybe the people around him do a lot of his bidding and a lot of his kind of talking for him. Um, but surely, you know, and after Botman particularly, surely that raises your antenna a little bit to think, do you know what? Actually, I quite fancy a bit of that. But you know what? Listen, it's gone on for long enough, Steve. Um, you know, I think we said last week, if he signs grand, if he doesn't, we won't lose any sleep. So... Like you've just said about Ericsson, potentially it'll be this lad's loss when he's playing for Remy again in 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 a in an average French league when he could be banging goals in for us. So we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's not it doesn't feel like the one that's got away to me. It just feels like we've wasted a hell of a lot of time on a player who you know is yeah. just so indecisive or allows other people to make the decisions yeah. for him. You know, and our need for a striker, you know, or goal scorer is is is. You know, it's imperative this season. Really, we need to have somebody who is is going to be able to hit the hit the hit the ground running and score goals. It's interesting, though, Steve, isn't it that that we're desperate for? So, so we're going to fall foul of of two things now because one, the world knows we've got money, so that's the first thing. So they can, you know, they'll they'll stick another five million on, um, and also. We're desperate for a centre forward, and and centre forwards are a commodity in themselves. You know, you do not get world class strikers for cheap. You you really don't. Um, so unfortunately, that'll be our downfall on on two fronts. Um, you know, um, inflated transfer fees and the fact that they know Callum Wilson aside with respect to Chris Wood. Um, you're dead right. We absolutely need a centre forward. Um, you know, and they know that, but. It's like I keep saying, Steve, whether this guy was the answer, was this the 25-goal-a-season striker that, that we're all hoping for? I'm not so sure. He's young, he's explosive, you know, he, he can play off the flanks. Um, I'm not entirely sure this guy was going to be the 35-game, 40, you know, 30-goal-a-season striker. So, we'll see. We move on. Yeah, we do. We do move on. And, um, you know, we move on, I'm sure, with, uh, you know, a lot of interest still in coming to Newcastle United just because he's turned us down. I'm, I'm not going to be too concerned. Michael Ole is a Crystal Palace linked. How much do you guys know about him? Well, he's not a bad player, Barry, and I had selected him as, as a bit of a talking point tonight. I had done my homework. Mm. And, um, yeah, look, 26 games he's played for, for Crystal Palace. He's a midfielder. Um, falls into that age category, I guess, of... Um, you know, the, the young kind of player that we are, are, you know, going for at the minute, 20, 20 year old player. Um, not so sure Crystal Palace would be eager to, to get shot at him. He was a youth player at Arsenal and at Chelsea, uh, spent seven years with them before he left at the age of 14. Uh, was also at Manchester City. So he's been around the big clubs uh, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, had his first bit of experience at Reading. Um, and then, you know, at Crystal Palace did well and has seemed to progress under Vieira. He has uh, also represented France at under 18 and under 21 level. Um, it's a midfielder. Um, what, what's your views on that one, Joe? Um, I'm glad you've done some homework because I just wrote down Palace winger. Um, he's, um, he's a good player, Steve. He is a good player and he's very highly thought of um, in his opening. He's had a really good opening season for for, for a much improved Palace side, um, particularly under Vieira. Um, 
I think one of the things that's brought this to the to the head is that apparently the Times were reporting that there's a thirty-five million pound buyout clause. So Palace have signed him for eight million pounds um, last summer, and now all of a sudden there's a thirty-five million uh, buyout. So I don't know whether this is just just media nonsense again, thinking well we're looking at young wingers. Um, He's around the price range that we've been signing footballers for around that thirty million uh, mark. But if you were if if you were to read into the the actual reports, what people were saying was that Crystal Palace are really really keen to tie this lad down. And apparently, as we speak, Palace are working on kind of getting this nailed and increasing that kind of um, his contract and increasing the buyout to kind of keep the wolves from the door. So. I don't know, Steve, it's come from absolutely nowhere, but I guess as we've said, week in or day in, day out, another player comes from absolutely nowhere. I'm sure we've watched him, I'm sure the scouts have had a look at him because he is young and he is a talent. Um, Will he be coming? I don't know. And I think for me, if you're looking at spending anywhere near £35 million, and I'm going to be greedy again, you'd stick another £10 million on it and buy a DRB, wouldn't you? Yeah, and that takes us nicely to the RB because again, that is somebody who is on the uh, you know is on the list, I guess, and uh, seems to be a lot of heat, you know, development around that one. Is is that somebody who you'd like to see in Newcastle? I mean, he's he's clearly a star player, um, and and you know he you know he, he would bring a bit of excitement to the squad. It's like a well-oiled machine this show tonight, isn't it? Fantastic. Um, <laughs> I would, Steve. I, I absolutely would. I mean, the stats alone, and I'll be honest, and I've said it, I haven't seen the guy play. I don't know a great deal about him, but you only have to look at the statistics of the lad um, and read the press around him. This is the one that kind of gets you exciting, uh, excited. This is the one where you start to think. I, I see a lot of people kind of um, putting their predicted first team 11s out ready for the new season with with potential signings. And you're looking at midfields with Paqueta in there and Diaby. And all of a sudden, you know, you, you really do start to get excited, Steve. Listen, it hasn't gone away. And usually people would come out and say he's either not for sale, no chance, or he's going to Real Madrid. Um, and that hasn't happened. In fact, if you if if you believe what you read, um the 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 the, the president of Leverkusen was saying, look, every now and again you've got to sell a big player. And I don't know whether that was a so come and get him if you want him. But it doesn't go away, Steve. Um it's clear that we're looking at that right hand side of the pitch. We talked about that last week. Um and this lad would be absolutely class. So, yeah, I think this is the one for me after we've missed out on, on you know, my dream signing was Haaland. We got Botman was my other one. Um, so, yeah, maybe Diaby's going to be the big one this summer. Yeah, two goals in 26 appearances, Roger. I think he's talking about the guy from Palace. Uh, Elliot yeah. Anderson uh, is the same risk as Eketike, says Dan Dan. And, of course, he's on our books, Elliot Anderson. Lots of people in the chat saying, should we maybe give him a chance under Howe's guidance? Maybe he's... Now is the time to, to give Elliot Anderson a chance. Is, is he going to benefit more from playing for Newcastle and, and, and working with Howe than he is going on the road, do you think? I, I'm, I'm unsure, Steve. I, I think for me, I think we talked about this lad last week and I think he'd benefit from another season or so away. Um, I'm not doubting for a minute that he's got the that he's got the the you know the talent to kind of come on and do a job for us. But there's a hell of a lot riding on this season. You know, Eddie Howe's, and this is good again ridiculous comment, but Eddie Howe's got to get this right this season um, because if we're now in the market for DRB and and these type of players, you know. We're going to stack world-class players, demand world-class managers. And, you know, we all know that Eddie Howe's nowhere near that yet. Um, so I think for me, Anderson would probably benefit. I don't see what benefit he'd get. Yes, he'd get it on the training pitch in and around the guys. But what benefit would he get on a Saturday if, if uh, you know, for 25, 30 Saturdays out of, the, out of the season, he's sitting on the bench, Steve? I'd much rather him be playing top half of the championship learning his trade, you know, really getting stuck in, getting some appearances under his belt and then go for a kind of, um, you know, next season with him. Yeah, I mean, it's hit and miss when when you give youngsters a chance. And I mean, there's been more misses than hits. I mean, I've seen so many young players, you know, come into the team and not be able to progress. But to be fair, a lot of those players have come in when Newcastle have been struggling or in, yeah. you know, in lower division. Um, and, and, you know, from, from my perspective, this team is going to progress. You, you've got a great manager and coach. You've got a, you know, you've got a good, a good foundation. 
maybe it would be different. It's, 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 I guess for me, Steve, it's how do you do it? So how do you utilise him? How do you get him in there and give him the freedom of St. James's Park and say, look, son, don't worry. You're going to give the ball away. The passes are going to go out. Hopefully the crowd don't get on his back. Um, you know, if, if, if that was to happen. Um, but I agree with you. There's been lots and lots of false stones. And I think when we finally actually got one, we absolutely need to manage him and look after him properly because we thought we had one in Matthew Longstaff and look what happened. Um, I know this is a completely different kettle of fish now, but for me, I'd just be careful, um, you know, putting him in there because it's going to be an absolute cauldron in there this season. Um, and there's going to be raised expectations. Um, and for a lad, you know, it'll either go one way or the other one. He'll either do a Wayne Rooney and just absolutely hit the ground running and and, and take the world by storm, um, or it'll affect him. And I think if he is as good as people are making out that he is, why would we risk affecting him? Why would we not just keep letting him ply his trade and do it properly? So, yeah, I'd, I'd send him out on loan. Rochi asking about Savage. We've been linked with him better than Pogba. They say that wouldn't be hard. I mean, he's another, it's another name to add to the list. Uh, you know, he's, he's he's slightly older, uh, 26, 27 year old, I think, and he's at uh, Lazio at the moment. Does score yeah. goals, um, done okay in his career. Um, obviously, Lazio is his main club, but he's a, a Serbian international um, and, and played over 30 games for Serbia. But um, a bit more experience in him, that would be more down the Ericsson route, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think uh, I think me and you are better than Pogba, are we? Um, <laughs> in, interesting one, that, Steve. Um, and again, another name that relatively came out of nowhere. I picked up on this lad's name because um, I was led to believe that Arsenal were very interested in him and very close to signing him for in and around 40 million quid. Um, but very recently, Arsenal have been linked with another player that we were allegedly looking at, which is Tielemans of, of Leicester. Um, so it's interesting, isn't it, to think about... Um, Again, you're talking about that central midfield, aren't you? You're talking about kind of, um, is that a position that we really need to be strengthening in? And even if people like Shelby or, you know, was to go out, for example, Matty, uh, Sean Longstaff just signed a new contract, obviously Joe Linton and, and Bruno. Um, so I think I, I think we're all right in the centre of the park. Um, we've certainly got more numbers than we ever had before. There's big things um, expected of Joe Willock this season. So... I don't know, Steve. I, I don't know where it's come from. Um, either Tielemans or this lad, to be honest. But again, Serbian international, plies his trade in Serie A, 27-year-old, so very experienced. And like you say, you know, knows where the back of the net is. So, yeah, I, I suppose you'd sign him, wouldn't you? But I'm not sure that we need anybody else in the centre of the park. Yeah, I, I, it's not a priority, is it? A winger, yes. Centre-forward, goal-scorer, yeah. yes. Yeah. Centre midfield, we could probably do we could probably do okay with that, like you know, at least yeah. till January. And I think and I think if you think about the inflated prices that you always get in a January window, we know how difficult it is to sign um particularly goal scoring centre forwards in January. If how is looking at that centre of midfield and if there's something in there that he sees that we don't and and you know uh, progression to be made maybe that's a position to think about in the next transfer window Steve where I think you're right I think the absolute priority now has to be a centre forward and and this winger that we're you know um, almost certainly looking at so he says do you think the player wages are going to become a stumbling block for possible suitors who may be interested in any of our outgoings Dwight Gale springs to mind <laughs> You had to mention him, didn't you? Uh, yes, uh, yes, it does, Steve. Um, uh, I'm, I'm sure it does. However, again, it would be nice to clear the books completely. But actually, are we in a position, you hear about lots of deals nowadays where um, parent clubs will kind of contribute to play people's wages and such like, just to kind of clear a space up in the squad and save a little bit of money. Um, it's got to, Steve, and, and you talk about players' motivations there. We talked about Hugo's motivation there. We could talk all day about Dwight Gill's, um, you know, motivation. And listen, if you were to pay me, I don't know what he's on, 80, 90 grand a week just to sit and never come on this show and just be quite happy doing so, um, some would say that would be a good thing. But I can see why he's doing it. Um, but yeah, who uh, he's linked with the championship constantly, but who on earth is going to be able to afford to pay him 30, 40, 50 grand, never mind 70, 80, 90, whatever we're paying him. So, yeah, I think it does, Steve. But again, 
goes back to bad management of the football club. Let's be honest, the lad shouldn't be on the books. Um, he shouldn't have got that ridiculous contract when we thought we were going to sell him and command a fee for him. Um, and I'm sure he's not the only one, Steve. I'm sure Matt Ritchie's not there for nothing. Um, you know, I'm sure there's players on that fringe who are earning a decent amount of money. Um, and yeah, of course, it's a problem. You know, we've just, we're hopefully, thankfully, coming out of a global pandemic, you know, football's in massive recession. Thankfully, Newcastle United and, but uh, other clubs are, you know. So, yeah, um, it, it will be a problem. And other than ripping the contracts up and paying them off just to get rid of them, for, I, I don't know what we do. You might end up staying. Barry Hogan, good evening. He says, Gazette listing free agents who we might be interested in. Would you take Denea, Lingard, Dembele or Romagnoli? I mean, Lingard, again, um, you know, we've, we've gone quiet on Lingard, but we've spoken about him on the show a few times now, um, you know, and, and it has raised its head again. I did mention this last week. I did say potentially Lingard would still be uh, an option if his wage, wages came down and because nobody seems to be touching him with a barge pole, yeah. I think that's a long, that's a long-term one, isn't it? But what about those other names? I think go back to what we were saying about Hugo, Steve, it makes me wonder if there's an agent sat with a slight sweat on somewhere going, okay, I'm trying to hold my nerve, but the clubs will hold their nerve as well. Um, and I think, to be honest, looking at the fact that the lad's 29 years old, yes, he's a good player. That's, that's undoubtable. Yes, he was brilliant for West Ham uh, when he was on loan there. But I think from our perspective, would you be spending, you know, would you would you essentially wreck your, your, your wage structure to bring a 29-year-old in, you know, who was bench warming for Man United for the best part of two years? So, I don't know. I'm not so sure. Um, I'm not entirely sure who the other players are, if I'm being brutally honest. I know Dembele um, is an absolutely fantastic footballer. Um, and I think he's been linked with Newcastle quite a few times in the past. But again, when you kind of see his name, that's always linked with, you know, some of the big boys will be looking at him and he will end up going, you know, into the Champions League and, and, and commanding a place in one of their sides. So, but if they're free and they fit our wage structure and they're better than what we've got, let's sign them. Yeah, surprised we haven't managed to wear con Steve Bruce and West Brom into buying Gale, says Mark Edward Brown. There is plenty time uh, for that, mate. If we were prepared to spend 35 million on potential with Hugo, it's a no brainer to spend 45 million on Diaby, who is pure yes. class, says Stephen. Ro McNally, AC Milan captain, he is mint, says Aaron. Thank you, you for that, mate. Um, this one from Jack Sparrow, he says, uh, Hi, Dara and DRB links today. DRB, like the idea after the Botman deal was done. Do you think Botman will be the catalyst for others to follow, Joe? I think absolutely. I, I think it was a real statement signing, Steve. Um, you know, if you believe what you hear and you believe the hype, um, this guy is one of the top up-and-coming defenders in European, if not world football. Um, and he's just signed for Newcastle United for over thirty million pounds. So that has to that that must make other players look and think. Hang on, what's he playing at? He could have been at the San Siro, you know. He could have been winning Serie A. He could have been, um, you know, built the quarterfinals of the Champions League. And he isn't. He's come to play alongside Shar and Byrne for Newcastle United. Um, so. Yeah, I, you know, and, and the statement that he made, Steve, the statement that he made about the, the project, and he made that statement in January, if you listen to Amanda, you know, the, the guy was really interested in what we were doing. So why wouldn't you? There must be players now thinking, well, if it's good enough for Botman, it, it's good enough for me, you know. And I think the Diabe signing, uh, if if we're going to get him, um, that's another massive statement of intent, like Gumerez was. So when you're ready to go on again and you're ready to build again and you're, you're ready to turn your £35 million players into £55 million players, um, all of a sudden, you know, the, the football world starts to take notice. So, yeah, I, I think it's, but uh, you know, let's be honest, Kieran Trippier kicked all this off and now, you know, people are following suit. Um, fantastic, fantastic time to be a fan. No, no, it definitely is. It's, uh, it's it's dreamland for us, really, compared to what we've had to deal with over the last few years. And uh, Roger's asking what our thoughts are on the five under 23s being moved up to seniors. It's good news, isn't it? It's, it's great to see youth progressing. It's uh, making up for lost time as well, Joe. You know, there's there's not been that, you know, that 
searching in, in, in the locality and, and bringing in new talent. We've lost it. Bobby Clark, Lee yeah. Clark's son, of course, yeah, um, you know, departed to Liverpool, you know, and he's been, you know, a lot of praise heaped on him as one of the best young players to come out of the region for, for a long, long time. So it's good to see that. And um, it, it brings us nicely on to the, you know, the acquisition of, um, uh, you know, Jordan Hackett as well, another player uh, who has come in. And um, I, I've got to be honest, we, we've signed now Michael Ndwani, Jamie Miley, Kyle Crossley, Harry Barkley, James Huntley, Josh Stewart, Ellis Stanton. They've all agreed full-time deals uh, with yep. Newcastle. And, and Jordan Hackett's now obviously joined from Tottenham. And what I liked was Jordan Hackett's um, quote when he when he came in. He says, I was here on trial for the week. I really enjoyed it. The lads had made me feel welcome from the first day. I stepped into the building. It was a hard decision to move away from London. My mom didn't like it. But you have to do what you have to do to make a career in the game. And I think this is the best decision for myself. I like Eddie Howe. He's a good manager who knows what he's doing. And he likes younger players. He was a big factor in joining the club because I do, uh, if I do well, he will take a look at me or think about using me. That's great, isn't it? Hearing that coming from a youngster who's, you know, such a young lad coming from London to Newcastle. Absolutely, Steve. Um, I wonder if they had to do what they did with Robert Lee and told him that uh, that, that that it was close to London. It's um, it, it's fantastic, you know. And I think I think like you've said, you know, one of the things that we've we've been starved of basically, um, certainly over the last decade, um, is 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 investment, uh, you know, and 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 looking at kind of the development teams and 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 looking at kind of you know growing players um, as opposed to just you know being desperate enough to spend whatever on whoever um so it's really really good Stephen. i think if you listen to what dan ashworth was saying if you listen if you think about the roles of the likes of steve harper at the football club um you know the the the, the academy and the youth setup and the sustainability moving forward for the future of our of our team um had to be one of the priorities because like you say you know if lads like bobby clark and and, and i'm not just saying it because you know we love clarky but People were raving about this lad. He was absolutely class. And yet, yet again, what happens? He's born on our doorstep and he goes off and signs for Liverpool. It's an absolute crime, Steve. Um, so I think now um, getting some of these lads in, again, like we talked about Elliot Anderson, though, I guess it's about nurturing them. It's about looking after them. It's about getting players out on loan. I know people wonder about Shola Ramiobi's kind of role at the football club, but Shola's going to play a big part with these lads. Getting them out, get you know, getting them some experience, and then making sure the minute that they're ready, you know, Eddie Howe knows about it, and they're there training with the first team, and it's it's fantastic. Um, it doesn't always have to be about who's the next fifty million pound signing. Um, and if you think about mega squads like Chelsea and like Manchester City, you know, they've got forty and fifty young lads who are, who are class out on loan all over Europe. Um, it'd be nice to think we were in a position to start doing that. Yeah, and I think you know, give it, give it a bit of time. That's what happened. I think that's the big. It's part of the bigger plan with Newcastle. You know, the yeah. encouragement of youth development, and you know, that's that. You know, that leads to to you know success sometimes, but it also leads to saving the club a hell of a lot of money moving forward, or making the money. You know, making the club money if if need be. But it's it, it, it's a good business model to have. Uh, Jack loves the uh, Gypsy King top that you've got on, Joe. My hero. <laughs> Classic, mate. Absolute classic. Okay, big shout out as always uh, to our sponsors. Thanks very much uh, to Spider Miner, worldwide coverage from Gareth Nathan and the lads, the only cryptocurrency miner that can mine five different cryptocurrencies at the same time whilst using virtually no energy and it's VPN protected. Buy yours now at www.miner.spidervpn.org. Thanks to Scott and the lads at Skips and Bins. Uh, telephone 0800 2545 253. Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. Thanks to LG Family Funeral Directors 01913897245. And a Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD Hemp and Cannabinoid Specialists. www.thegohd.com. Thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle, and the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. And thanks to Kai, meet the new game over screen, drop into a Clearun device near you, available on Apple Store, Google Play, and Clearun.game. Thanks to Mr. Vicky's, uh, great 
uh, stuff from them, King Naga, and uh, all kinds of hot sauces. And you can get that from 017682101102. Email them info at mrvickies.co.uk or go to the website mrvickies.co.uk. Thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the video technology. And if you want to subscribe, hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the right-hand corner, and you can subscribe for free. Hit the thumb up to like the video, click share to share to your social media, and drop it into the comments box to leave a question or to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and the rest. It goes up 24 hours after the YouTube show has finished. If you want to become a member, click join underneath the video. And uh, if you want to spend a little bit more money and join the cult and get a pen, a cup, a scarf, a membership card, and entry into the monthly draw, then uh, go to nufcmatters.com and click membership or put your smartphone over the QR code and it will take you straight there. If you're a subscriber, we do give you a car sticker for free. You just need to email john at nufcmatters.com to get it. We also support the food bank on here, nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk. Please make a virtual donation using the match day bucket. It's very important out, outside of the season to help support the food bank. And we're also giving away another Alan Shearer ball. It's $2.99 a ticket, signed by Alan Shearer, the 260 dinner. Uh, limited to 99 tickets, a couple more weeks to go on this. Get your tickets. You've got to be in it to win it. Don't forget, Tyson Fury, Joe's hero, is at the Fed on Thursday night. And um, tickets are still available. Gold Star. Uh, promotions.co.uk is the website to buy your tickets uh, there are some 50 pound balcony tickets available now just been made available but it's very close to selling out so do not miss out the botman t-shirt is on sale as well at the website nufcmatters.com so get yourself on there for that and a shout out for peter beardsley soccer school um PeterBeardsleySoccerSchool.com is the website. We are looking for sponsors uh, where you can sponsor places for underprivileged children in the Northeast. Great idea, that. And um, if anybody can help sponsoring, uh, just go to PeterBeardsleySoccerSchool.com to uh, to look for further details. But uh, it's doing really well, that. And uh, delighted to have Peter. Pleased to see that really taken off. Okay. Um, just seen your tweet about Diaby. What's going on, Sean? Lots of talk about it. Uh, that's what we're here to do. Trying to separate the uh, the wheat from the chaff, if you like. So um, just stay tuned. You never know. There might be breaking news. Blue Rhythm Boy thoughts on Brozier. I think it'd be a good signing if we can get him. Uh, might be alone. Yeah, a lot of talk about him, Joe. Um, done quite well uh, on loan. Um, and and from my perspective, again, you know, it's it's paper talk, but but it's an, it's an interesting one. And there is a real chance, you know, that could be a, a deal that could be done. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Thinking about um, bringing people in on loan, Steve, if you think about what we were saying about um, is there any money left? If there is money left, who have we got lined up? Um, I, I still live in that cloud cuckoo land where I think if we've got money to spend, we'll sign Diaby and Parketta, why not? And then bring a striker in on loan. Uh, but I'm getting slightly carried away now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Southampton, he had a decent enough season, I suppose, um, although six goals in 32 games. I don't know whether he was starting every week, and I certainly don't know whether he's an out-and-out out, um, on, uh, you know, kind of centre-forward. Um, be interesting to get an Albanian. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, unless someone wants to correct me, we've never had an Albanian footballer before, so, you know, that'd be quite nice. Um Interesting bit about this, though, Steve, is yet again about his age, but also his height. Um, and all of a sudden, Newcastle, somebody had said kind of we're a team of giants now, all of a sudden, you know, with all the six footers in the side. Um, and you commented last week, you know, Sven Botman's built like a house, you know, and, and him and Burn at the back. You know, I'd like to think we're not going to miss out on a header in the box, um, you know, much this season. And this lad is six foot three. Um, Ekatike, six foot odd. Calvert-Lewin, big lad, you know, so I wonder somewhere if this is just a coincidence or whether there's actually something in the psyche of Eddie Howe to say, I like big, strong lads and that's what we're going to do, you know, so look out for Peter Crouch next week. <laughs> Doing the robot. <laughs> uh, you can get Belletti and Roe Magnoli, both Italy internationals for now, both about 27. Yeah, Belletti's another name that's been uh, bandied around this weekend. Thoughts on him? 
Yeah, I, I, I'm not a massive fan of Serie A, Steve, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, I don't watch a massive amount of it. But again, if you're good enough to play for Italy, um, you know, especially the run they've been on recently, surely you're good enough to play for Newcastle United. So, yeah, watch this space. Why not? Nice to be linked with more internationals. Yeah, Toon Trade, I hope you're doing well. Uh, you haven't missed a great deal, mate. Just a lot of uh, a lot of talk about potential transfers. So uh, let's hope that uh, some of them uh, come in. Where's Barry's question? I want to get that one. And he says, Ed, Joe, the bookies are usually right. Who do they have a signing next? So interestingly, I was just, I saw that, Barry, um, and I'm just looking, so randomly looking at um, odds you can get on Betfair. Apparently, you can still get six to four for Dominic Calvert-Lewin, which is interesting, and especially now that that uh, Richarlson's moved on. Um, Jesse Lingard's there at nine to four. Um, and then it, two interesting names, a really interesting one who's been in the press uh, just this week, actually, Marcus Rashford, 4-1, um, mm. had an absolute mare for Manchester United uh, last season, of course. Um, and he was talking a lot about looking forward to coming back. And, you know, is that him kind of putting himself out there so we don't forget about him? And the other interesting one, according to this um, this site that I've got, um, is 5-1, to one, is our old mate Ivan Tony. Um, so that link doesn't go away as well with the bookmakers, but certainly in terms of out and out favourites, Diaby's still up there and uh, Parketta as well. So interesting from the bookies. Yeah, Parketta's um, you know, never going to go away by the looks of it. It seems as if that's going to be constantly linked. And it's definitely a player that gets Newcastle United fans excited because of the Brazilian connection. Uh, but as I keep saying, it all seemed to have stemmed just from his relationship with Gomez, and you know, you just you just don't know, you know, but. Look, you never never say never. Uh, one that looks like it's definitely going to happen, and he's already at the club, is, of course, Callum Wilson. Um, you know, we, we've talked many times about him on uh, the, the various shows that we have on here, if only he wasn't injury-prone. But it looks as if the club are going to reward him with a new contract. Interesting, Steve. I think we touched upon this uh, maybe a few weeks back, that, that, that if you listen to what Callum Wilson was saying... Um, about certain lifestyle changes that he's made. I'm led to believe that he's moving up to Newcastle now. So those long drives down south, kind of um, before and after games and such like, kind of, you know, it, uh, what he was talking about was how that impacts on his kind of, um, you know, his, his, his legs, his thighs and his calves. Um, he's talking a lot about being fit. Apparently in Eddie Howe's last season in charge at, at, at Bournemouth, um, Callum Wilson almost played a full season. And this is the interesting bit about the centre-forward because as much as we keep saying we need that 25, um, 25 goal a season centre-forward, do you know what, Steve? We've got one. We've actually got one because I think if Callum Wilson stays fit and if Callum Wilson gets the, the service into the box that potentially the likes of Diaby and Gumerez and hopefully Sam Maximin are going to provide him this season, he might be the one, you know. Um, so, you know, I feel much more confident giving this lad a new contract than I did giving Dwight Gale a new contract, you know, a couple of seasons ago. Um, so, so you know, the, the lad's class and he's been fantastic for us. Yes, um, you know, we can't rely on him, unfortunately, but let's just see. Um, so it might be that if we got DRB and we potentially got Parketta as well, that might be your forward line sorted, you know, because you've still got the SM, you've still got Chris Wood, who, who, who may or may not play a part. Um, we talk about Elliot Anderson, you've got Ryan Fraser, you've got lots and lots of, 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 of options going forward. Um, you know, so yeah, maybe Wilson is the man, Steve. Yeah, I mean, look, he's done done very well. Just hopefully, you know, he can beat that, you know, that that injury run that he's had, a bad injury run, and, and you know, if he has a if he has a you know, if he has a clear season, it would be fantastic. Uh, Michael Pomar says, Joe, they're rumoured to be looking at Klasnik uh, too, who is another bean pole, and um, I think he's at mains at the moment, if, I, if I'm if I'm right, maybe, but he's, he's you know, he's he's a striker, isn't he? Yeah, not um, again, not Jim, someone I'm striker. Yeah, not someone I'm massively um, familiar with, Steve. Let to believe he's a good player. Obviously, we've heard his name, and 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 as Michael said, yeah, he's another one that's six foot twenty-seven. So there might be something in it, you know. 
Yeah, I, I think they'll keep. I think they'll stick with Chris Wood. Uh, they spent the money on him. I don't think they'll be looking at somebody like that. I think they'll be looking at somebody who's quick and somebody who's agile who can put the ball yeah. in the back of the net. Rachel says, I don't think he'll be as injury prone under the correct training regime with Eddie and his team. Yeah, at least there is a training regime. John says, is it smart to give him a new deal when he's so injury prone? He's got two years left on his deal, so I don't really get it. Blue Rhythm Boy says, quite a few I know are saying they'd let Wilson go this summer as he's not reliable, but I think we'll see, we're will see. we seeing how difficult he is uh, to replace. Jack says, do you think a decent preseason and his family life will help him? Most certainly. That's uh, I think that's what me and Joe were saying uh, there, 100%. Wilson is a one and two striker if he can stay fit, says Ian Toon Trader. Um, he also says that DRB is my number one signing now. Have you heard if it's true that there's an offer on the table but no agreement with the club? Yeah, look, certain journalists are starting to report that's got a lot of legs, but some of them are the same journalists who said I could TK was, uh, you know, was going to be a done deal. Can't take a chance on Wilson being fit all season, in my opinion, says Trolls. And uh, Chris Wood has failed miserably, can't fault his work ethic. Yeah, I, I think he came in and did the job he was supposed to do, political bias. Yeah, he came in, he held the ball up. And don't forget that nine-game run, the first nine-game run where we went unbeaten, was was key in staying up. And Chris Wood played every game. Um, and that, yeah. that's, you know, from, from my perspective, um, I think, you know, I think he will get a chance at Newcastle. He won't be playing every game, but he'd be there and thereabouts. And I think he'd be happy with that. I'd snatch your hands off for Diaby and Paquette only to the rest of the window. It would be a fantastic outcome. Yeah, I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of people would as well. Old school, classic, smart thinking, getting giant centre-backs. Not many people are getting on the end of corners and crosses when Byrne and Botman are there, John. You're right. Okay, um, let's go to this one. Dan says, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing some of the youth players getting a run out. Might already have a start and not know it yet. We did touch on that earlier on. Barry asks who our number one target up front would be. It's Again, it's it's just somebody who can score goals. Um, it doesn't have to be a big name. It could be anybody. I think, you know, I've said I would much prefer to have a little bit of somebody with premiership experience. And, and we're running out of options. You know, Manchester United's, you know, the, the, the link there with, you know, with one of their strikers or Dominic Calvert-Lewin, um, you know, but I, I'm not sure Man United are willing to do business with us. I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin is, is probably my shout. Uh, I'd love to have Harry Kane, Barry. I'd love to have Harry Kane for two reasons. One, because he put the ball in the back of the net and two, he can come to St James's Park and break Shearer's record and um, we won't be that bothered about it because he'd be in a black and white shirt. Uh, what about you, Joe? Yeah, I mean, that's the dream signing, isn't it? Harry Kane, obviously. Um, it's a great question, Barry. Um, I, interesting just listening to you there, Steve, when you said about um, proven Premier League goal scorer, uh, you, you know, kind of experience. I'll throw a name out there that'll probably end up with a load of ridicule for me in, in the comments, but do you start to look at players like Danny Ings, for example? He's been around, he knows where the back of the net is, Um I'm guessing you don't have to spend 45 million for him. I, I, you know, whether Southampton had ever let him go or what, I don't know. But there are players who would absolutely do a job. Look at people over the years, and I'll have to mention it and I'll apologise to our viewers, but look at the job that people like Jermaine Defoe were doing for Sunderland, you know, towards the end of their careers. Um, and you know what? They were absolute masterstrokes. Um it doesn't have to be this kind of, you know, 22-year-old Brazilian international that we've only ever played with on FIFA or whatever. Um, so there might be some some players like that, Steve, that, that, that you know, you're thinking, actually, they're not fashionable, you know, but they know where the back of the net is. And, and that's going to be really, really important. Um, and it's interesting talking about who's going to do business with who. I know, I know uh, Broger that we mentioned there, obviously, is a Chelsea player. Um, I'm led to believe that Everton are, are, are supposedly looking at him. Does that put us at a disservice? Because obviously I'm guessing that Chelsea wouldn't mind doing a bit of business with Frank Lampard. Um, so where do we go? Where do we go for, 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 for this absolute... Um, you know, goal scorer, if it's not going to be um, Callum Wilson. So, I don't know, Steve, I, I know you're a fan. I know you talk a lot about Dominic Calvert-Lewin. If you're looking at realistic targets with Premier League experience and, and goal scorers, you're probably right, you know, because I can't think of a million more. Um, nah. Man City don't own one anymore. Um, would we get Harry Kane? I mean, you're talking, what, 200 million, aren't you? Um, and there's another player, and I know my dad will be sat somewhere and he's going to fall off the chair when I say this. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo knows where the back of the net is as well. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo, he won't want to come to Newcastle. He's chasing money and he's chasing Champions League, so I can't see that. But, yeah, look, I think we'll get Harry Kane for 150 million, but I'm not sure he'd want to come to Newcastle just yet. Yeah, I think we would. Uh, thoughts on Tellys and Shaw, um, possibly even Man United. Do we need another left-back? I'll stick with Dummett as backup and hope he stays fit. I think we're fine in the back four. I think Jamal Lewis will get his opportunity, um, as well as Matty Target mm. and Dummett. We've got three on the left. We've got we've got ample right-back, ample right-backs. And, yes. you know, I think we'll... I think, I think they'll keep they'll keep Kraft. Kraft was brilliant when when um, yeah, Trippier was out. Um, we, you know, a lot depends on who goes, John. I, I think, but um, yeah, what's your thoughts on those two players? Um, Tellez doesn't look particularly very good. I must admit, um, I was a big fan of Luke Shaw. I thought he was quite unfairly treated under Jose Mourinho. Um, when he's come back into the side, he looks like a player. Um, so yeah, I, I think in terms of quality, but listen, we've signed my target. And like you say, Steve, there are other options as well. And, and interestingly, I forgot all about Jamal Lewis. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Um, mm -hmm. and do you know what, I, you know, I know he looks a little bit iffy. He's only a young lad, but there's potential there. Certainly, you know, he's very, very good going forward. Very quick. Um, looked okay. Looked okay in those. And, and, yeah. And he only played with a game or two. And uh, how before he got injured? How he yeah, he got injured. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think fullbacks are a, a, are a priority now um, at all. Left or right. Yeah, um, Mike Landwini, uh going pre-season, says Jack, I, I, look, I, I, I think those kind of players will be in and around the first team. He's certainly been encouraged, and I think how likes that, which is, um, you know, what, what the young lad from Tottenham has just said. With Lingard being mentioned again, can we not get, give him a signing on fee then add to his wage structure? Yeah, Mark, that's what would normally happen, I think, um, in that situation. But um, they, they'll want to get the best deal for the club. That's what they want to do. Uh, Sterling, could he be the marquee signing, says Barry? Of course he could. But, um, you know, I'm not sure that, I'm not sure where he would, you know, I'm not sure if he would come to Newcastle. Again, it's somebody who's still got, you know, desperation, I think, to, to win things. It's got to be somebody who's going to buy into the project. Victor Osherman, of course, Joe, we've mentioned him on the show before as well, but he could be out of the, he could be out of our, you know, our price, you know, price range at 60 million for DCL, 70 million for Osherman. Uh, Champions League player, Steve, isn't he? Let, let's be honest. Um, it'd be great. It'd be, it'd be absolutely wonderful to pull something like that out of the bag. Um, and I'm still holding on to that, by the way. I'm still absolutely clinging on to the fact that we might wake up one day and get massively surprised here. Yeah, we might do. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of talk of a marquee signing. So, you know, never, ever write it off. Danny Ings at Villa. Uh, yeah, Joe yes. mentioned that earlier on. Uh, zero chance of getting Sterling, uh, says Roger. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, I can't see that happening at this moment in time. Troll says, Diaby would be great, but how wants two players in each position? If we have Fraser and Mickey, really hope we get them on. I, I keep forgetting about those two players. Um, you know, again, uh, you know, you forget about some of the players you've got, and with how having a full pre-season with some of these players, there may be, a t you know, there may be a, a change. He may, he may decide to go with what he's got up front and, and see how mm -hmm. it, see how it goes. You, you, you just never know. We we may start the season without the striker, and then find that he comes in uh, just before the transfer window closes. That's that's yeah. you know that's that's could happen. You just never know. Osherman looks think... great for me, but I don't think you want to pay the eighty million. The reporter, there's one thing. Ings is a good call. His back up. He's always been a pain in the backside when we've played against him, says Ian. Yeah, I think it's 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 an interesting one, Steve, isn't it? That um, you know, you talk about Eddie Howe wanting those two players in each position. You could stick a third one in there if you if you put Jacob Murphy there. Um, but what we're talking about is we're building quality. And listen, uh, you know, unpopular opinion. I'm full of them, Anna. But um, I, I like Ryan Fraser. I think I, I think he's a cracking footballer. You know, and especially now that he looks like he wants to be there and wants to play for us. Um, you know, so. But you're talking about Diaby here, you know, you're talking about Paqueta and, and I think if you think, or, or Raheem Sterling or whatever, and I think if you're looking at that ilk of player, you could have 10 Ryan Frasers and 10 Miggy Almirons. 
they would not be staying around. They certainly wouldn't be playing a, a ahead of these guys. So, um, and that's an interesting one, isn't it? Almiron versus Fraser, you know, who, who would you mm -hmm. put in? Um, uh, you know, is it Miggy's right position to be playing out there? I don't think anybody's ever found the ladder position. Um, although that goal he scored against Par Palace would kind of fly in the face of that. I don't know. You'd probably get more money for Almiron, wouldn't you? So if you were going to sell one of them, I think it'd be Almiron that would go and it'd be Fraser and Diaby, I think. Yeah, I think um, I think they, you know, they've both got a part to play next season. Genuinely do. I think um, mm -hmm. you know Eddie Howe likes both of the players and gives him a bit of uh, gives him a bit of an option as well. All the talk about getting a new striker, says Stephen, with Howe liking a lone striker. We've got one proper one with Wilson. We just need a mobile understudy. He says, uh, is there solid rumor on outgoings? We need to get the likes of Hendrik, Gale, Dolo, Gillespie, and Clark off the books. Uh, I've said this before, so he asked, you know, I think we all. We got a bit of a heads up. The clock's already gone, but it hasn't been announced yet for whatever reason. But yeah, there needs to be players off the books. Cavani free agent bangs him in. Great shout, Frank. I like Cavani. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, that goal he scored against us when we should have buried him at home last season. You know, I didn't like him at that moment. But yeah, it, listen, the, the the lad's class, isn't he? Um, and 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 like you say, Steve, if you're looking at players like that, look at the impact that someone like. Larson had when he come to the Premier League. Look at Ibrahimovic. You know these lads who were at the far end of their careers. Um, you know uh, they, they certainly could still do a job for you. So yeah, but again, would Man United want to do business with us if you know if he was to go on and score fifteen goals? Probably not. Mm, Fraser for uh, Ian. He says Miggy is a ten and has never been played there. Bruce Ball uh, says Dan. Uh, which, yeah, I would agree with. Stephen Parker says, if or when do you think we would sign the likes of Diaby as pre-season is close? It, it's ongoing, isn't it? It's ongoing. Yeah. And I think with Ashworth coming in, he's had to hit the ground running, Joe. Yeah, absolutely, Steve. Yeah, and I think, I think again, you know, the list of priorities, I'm sure Eddie Howe was jumping up and down to sort that back four out, um, you know, or, or certainly shore it up and, and uh, positions, uh, you know, competition for the goalkeeper place as well. So, but listen, when Newcastle fans, aren't we? We love centre-forwards, we love our strikers, we love our flair players and our attacking players. So maybe now we've done the business end of it. Um, maybe it's time now that, that that kind of, you know, we'll pull it out the bag. But I'm sure that you don't just do deals for £50 million strikers, you know, international strikers overnight. I'm sure these things will take time. So listen, he'll definitely be on a list somewhere. And I'm sure if Dan Ashworth wants him and PIF want him, they'll buy him. Mm, yeah, exactly. Um, would you take Zaha Sophie? Wilf. Um he spends slightly more time on his feet and not whinging than than Richarlson. Um undoubtable talent, absolutely. Um but again, you know, astronomical amount of money, Steve, really. So um yes, if I was playing fantasy football. Yeah, uh, Jason Scott will cover this with Ross Gregory in the morning. You have I did see people twisting and moaning about the price of the ticket. Dear God. Um, Michael says, Steve, uh, Joe, do you think the ownership are going to be happy to keep players around the squad that aren't registered in the 25, like January, or will they do anything to get rid? Joe, it's an interesting one. That I'm, I've got to be honest, I think they may well they may well have to cut their losses with some of these players. Yeah, I think there's um I think there's 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 something for me about you know, we're talking about a business, Steve, and I'm sure that if you look at the businesses that our owners are involved with, what they will not do is just have water carriers around. Everybody will have a job to do. Everybody will be performing at the top of the level. That's why these people are billionaire business owners. You know, their companies work. Um, why would Newcastle United be any different? And you know, sometimes you need to speculate to accumulate, don't you? So maybe it'll be a case of, look, I'm sorry, Jeff Hendrick. I'm sorry, Dwight Gale et al., You've just got to go, and whatever it costs us, see you later. Uh, Tammy Abraham, would he stay at Roma? Says Tom, it's a name that I've chucked in the mix a couple of times. Again, Rafa Benitez wanted him at Newcastle. It wasn't to be, uh, but I, I think he'd be a good sign. And the kind of, that's the kind of striker I think would do well at Newcastle as well. Yeah, I, I do, Steve. He's, he's got a slight touch of the Andy Cole about him for me. Um, and I know Andy Cole come from kind of humbler, um, you know, kind of places. He didn't certainly come from Roma or, or from Chelsea. But I think in terms of that kind of upfront, quick, talismanic striker, yeah, absolutely. He had a wonderful season at Roma, though. I, I, I can't see him, you know, I, I can't see them letting him go easy. 
Mm, I love Mickey bits, and his pressing was really impressive towards the end of the season. He simply doesn't contribute enough goals and assists. Nice squad piece. That's all the same for Fraser, uh, says Michael. Brilliant transfer window uh, up to now. Just need a striker and another attacking midfielder. What's the odds, Joe, on the critics starting with their brought too many players crap? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, look, I think I think we'll do all right, mate. I think we'll do all right. I think we'll yeah. get what we want in this transfer window. We've already... We've already done really well but i think we'll still get what we want yeah and i think it's it's interesting isn't it the critics i know there's a certain radio station that i won't mention with a certain former aston villa striker who's just constantly talking out of his ass um mm. but it seems that we're uh i can't think um it seems it seems to me that um we've suddenly won a bit of favor with sky all of a yeah. sudden nationally in terms of the media you know i know there's a couple of written journalists as well um mr edwards et al who, who just like having a go at us and winding us up um but i think actually in terms of the critics you know i haven't heard anybody call any of our signings poor um you know the the the, the, the kind of the national media is starting to get behind us now and behind eddie howe so you know, hopefully long may that continue. I mean, in the 90s, you know, we were the nation's darlings, weren't we? You know, everybody loved us. Um, and I think that we potentially could get anywhere near that again is is fantastic. Barry's asking what we think about the Vampire Suarez. Oof. Again, fabulous player. Eh? You know, why not? Him and John Joe Shelby would be interesting together, wouldn't it? Yeah, there would be, yeah. Uh, Tielemans, you mentioned him earlier. Um, obviously, big links. Um, I did press Ben Jacobs on that, and he said it's a doable deal. Yeah, um, I, I like him, Steve. It was really interesting, my mate said, oh, you're linked with that midfielder from Leicester, and I was thinking, I thought we'd gone past the Chowdhury days. Um, <laughs> no, I, thought, I thought Hamza was back for his 10th uh, transfer window in a row. Um, yeah, I like this lad. I really, really do. Um I think he took up uh, he took up a position in that midfield after Kante went to Chelsea. This lad kind of stepped up. Um, he's a regular for Belgium, and you've got to be a good footballer to get in that current Belgium side alongside kind of De Bruyne, etc. So I like him. Um, I am led to believe. Um, I was just reading just before we come on air that that he's been heavily linked with Arsenal, apparently. Um, so you know we, we'll see where that one goes. But again. Repeat myself, you know, do we need a central midfielder? Um, and we'll leave that question open, I guess. Michael says the spine's pretty darn good already. Pope, Botman, Bruno, Wilson, build around those and we are going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Suarez has a bite to him, says Trolls. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> pundits, pundits were actually raving about the Pope deal, saying it's one of the best season uh, makes a change. Mm. I've got to be honest, Dan, um, and I think it might have been Joe who sent us the stats, actually, um, for, for one of the shows a while back, and I've kept them here. And just, just to show you, most clean sheets, somebody definitely sent this to me on a WhatsApp group. Uh, but there's Pope in there, third place uh, behind uh, Edison and Allison, um, 35, and that's 2019-2020. So, you know, the guy's got the guy's got skills. There's no doubt about it. Most keeper sweeper regains in the Premier League since 2019-20. Pope with 72, ahead of Becker and ahead of Edison, uh, and ahead of Aaron Ramsdale, Newcastle's new number one. So, you know, there is some good stats there which back that up, I think. Um, and, and like I said, it's competition. It's competition for Dubravka, which is what he needed. He needed I think somebody. He, he needed somebody breathing down his neck, I think he starts. I, I think he's our new number one. Um, I, I honestly don't think you'd bring in a, a, you know, a potential England international in a World Cup year and just sit him on the bench. Um, and if you think about, you know, there's a clamour for goalkeepers. We were linked with Henderson. He's moved on now. Um, it's an absolutely vital position. Um, and I think, I wonder if somebody somewhere said to him, if you're coming to St. James's Park, you're playing. Um, uh, so that'll be a really interesting one. But I really like him. I, I think it's a great sign. Yeah, Gary Hannon, thank you very much for becoming a member, mate. Uh, much appreciated. Brayton for Blackburn, that's a name that I had on this show well before yeah. uh, the end of the, the end of the season. It was something we were linked with in, in the last transfer window, Joe. So yeah, I mean, again, he's he, he isn't he isn't tried and tested in the Premier League, but it, it could be one that's worth a gamble, you never know. Yeah, I think it'd be big money as well. And whether Blackburn who, who will be a club now desperate to get out of that league, um, whether they're going to give it one more kind of go and, and and you would need to keep your best players to do so. But yeah, crack and player. 
Thanks, Roger. It was you who sent us them. I knew somebody had. Uh, it was Roger, our mod, who sent us the, the Nick Pope uh, facts. Thank you for that, mate. I knew I would use them at some point. They've been sitting there waiting for the opportunity, and Joe uh, teed us up nicely. So, um, yeah, look, it's uh, it's exciting. It's uh, it's a Premier League window, which we can sit back and, and, and just, you know, wait, wait for the final pieces of the jigsaw to develop. But um, it is very very exciting from 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 our perspective uh the clock has beaten us though that is the end of the hour i am going to be back uh tomorrow morning uh, 11 o'clock until 12 o'clock which is good news for our overseas viewers i know sometimes they like to tune in live uh from my perspective um gotta gotta do it slightly earlier tomorrow so 11 or 12 me and ross gregory uh will be taking you through any transfer developments and looking at uh, whatever else has happened at Newcastle United over the last seven days. I will be back with Joe for the transfer show next Monday. Have a good week, mate, and I'll see you on Thursday. You too. Take care, guys. Take care, pal.